impact of coronavirus on host cities for sport. Hello and welcome to this edition of Around the Rings Radio. I'm Ed Hula. In the still unfolding crisis over the coronavirus, sport has become one of the casualties. From the Olympics to school sports, events big and small around the world have been postponed or canceled outright. The pandemic is also leading to new considerations on the part of cities around the world which are in the marketplace to host international sports events. A new survey, perhaps not unsurprisingly, reveals that these cities expect the virus aftermath to have a lasting effect on their budgets and strategies for hosting sports events. The survey was carried out by Burson Cohn and Wolf Sports Practice, located in Lausanne, Switzerland. The survey earlier this month shows that 43% of the sur- sur- cities surveyed said they thought the crisis would have a high impact on the budgets they're allocating to sports events in 2021. Lars Hoy Peterson, Managing Director of Burson Cohn Wolf's Sports Practice, joins us to talk about the implications of the survey. He speaks to us from his office in Lausanne, high above the uh, the rail station there. Uh, I hope you're doing well, Lars, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Ed, and thanks for asking. I'm doing well. As you say, I am speaking to you from our office here in the, in the center of Lausanne, but I am I'm all alone here in the office. Our offices, like most offices around the world, are, are closed. Uh, but I I came in here today to to get some things and to to talk to you. So I am alone in these in these offices in the middle of the Olympic capital, which is also kind of a ghost town. It's the the city is basically empty and closed down. And it's usually a, a, a bustling city. It's not a big city, but there's the universities, there's uh, businesses, there's the uh, international sports federations uh, that have many of their offices, and of course, the IOC. But it's uh, like an early Sunday morning every day of the week now. You're definitely right, Ed. And it's a beautiful weather here, like really maybe the first really strong spring day. And normally in the afternoon, as you say, the city would be bustling with people, young people. Uh, you go down the street, you would meet many colleagues from international sports federations, from IOC, UEFA football. But that's not what, what's happening now. And the, the, the situation in Switzerland is serious. It's a, it's a complete lockdown. And... Maybe the worst thing right now is we have we don't know how long this would last. The the first indications from the federal government talks about end of April. That's that's a long time. And it it has has it affected your operation? Has it affected can you tell the operation and activities of say the international federations and the IOC? I mean, for sure, in in terms of their, their their physical presence and their infrastructure, they they have all, as far as I know, all of them closed down and closed their central offices. So the whole international sports world business in Lausanne 
they're all working from home. And we are talking about probably around 2,000 people that would normally sit in offices, IOC being the, the, the by far the biggest, but also UEFA football, uh, four five hundred people working there, and then all the other international federations with their offices from between ten to maybe fifty. All of these people are like our team here, working from home, learning a new way to operate, a new way to to work with one another as a result of this crisis. Absolutely, and it's a, it's a strange thing. For the sports industry, because sport is all about engagement, it's all about meeting big crowds, it's coming together, and now it's all so fragmented, everybody is, is sitting in their own place doing what, what they should do, and well, we all try, they all try to cope, and I think they are coping, but of course, <clears throat> as I said before, the really the big question is for how long does this, do we have to continue doing this, and, and as I said, Maybe it could be at least till end of April. So that's kind of another month. Well, let's uh, talk about the, the survey that Burson Cone Wolf has uh, carried out this, this past month. Um, you surveyed about 100 cities that bid for uh, sports events to see how they feel about the impact of the uh, coronavirus medical crisis, what kind of impact it's going to have on uh, their their strategy to go after sports events, their their appetite, their enthusiasm to host these sports events, because there's been some real financial hardships caused by the postponements, the cancellations, beginning, say, at the top with the Olympic Games in Tokyo, uh, going through the ranks, Wimbledon uh, in the UK, uh, small-scale sports events from the international federations. What were you looking for? What, were you, what was your intent with the, uh, with the survey when you started doing it this month? Yes, it, it, as you rightly said, Ed, we, what we wanted to do was to get a very first and, and, and very early indications of what could be the consequences longer term from the view of the post cities, the current post cities of major and mid-sized events and future host, host of future events. Uh, and we wanted to, to get very early uh, an indication of what they could see as long-term consequences. And, and because we do it very early, it of course means that nobody really knows. It's very new to everybody. Uh, but at the same time, we think it was important to get that input because Many people talk about commercial interest in sports and the commercial partners of sport, like the sponsors, the big broadcasting companies. But in fact, the ones who really, probably the most important partners in terms of infrastructure and also in terms of, of, of uh, covering a lot of costs and paying rights fees are the host cities. They are the crucial partner of any sports organizations. So what do they think? And I think the conclusions of, of and they, they, they are worried, they can see some short-term implications, which we, of course, all understand. Maybe more worrying, they're also seeing some longer-term implications. They, of course, will face some financial losses this year because of cancellations, but they think it could also have an impact on longer-term budgets. 
At the same time, they also, some of them say, but we also, maybe we could also bring some, we could say hope, and our events could play a big role. So I think the conclusion, if I should jump to that, is that I see two scenarios, two narratives. One is positive, one is negative, and I don't know which one will prevail as of, as of today. The first one, the negative, is where the general public and the governments that are financing these major events will start to see major events as part of the problem, meaning there's, there's a healthcare problem with major events. It's thousands of people getting together in narrow space. So why should cities today adding those problems to their place by hosting events in the near future and inviting people from all over the world, big crowds coming together, entering the country from all over the world, and when, when they have just been facing or still are facing this issue. At the same time, why should governments spend money? Because governments do invest a lot of money in major events. Why should they do that? in a time where they are spending all their budgets plus whatever they can borrow at international markets to finance big packages to stimulate the economy. It's, I mean, the amounts that we hear in the news, we can't, we can't relate to those amounts. All that money being spent very quickly on saving the economy from breaking down completely, should we then add to that also spending money on some fun-related sports events that could, that could, that could even have, could, could make the crisis worse. That is one narrative that definitely is out there and it could, it could gain, gain pace. On the other side, there's another narrative, another scenario, which is the positive one, saying what the world might need more than ever, and where major international events could really play a role is right now, in not today, of course, but not next month, but end of the year and next year, to show, let the sports world show how resilient it is. Let the sports world show how major events can bring some hope and bring some, I would say, camaraderie worldwide and actually bringing the world together where it is now all of us are so divided so fragmented sitting in our own places and where a major event could be that as people talk about the light of the end of the tunnel that we need at the same time the cities which are in the local government already investing all this money maybe that's some of the money they could spend more wisely to actually get that with feeling going, support their local populations, and also in a, in, a, in a time where global economy is really damaged, where tourism, any kind of travel is like come to a complete hole, could show that our city is maybe a city of hope and a city where you should go and visit. And that's by hosting events, you would, you would get that chance to brand your place in the post-corona area. So that's the other narrative. 
But which when which of which of the two will will prevail? I can't say today. I hope, like any of us in the industry, that of course that it's a positive one, and we all have to watch to watch that. And we're talking with Lars Hoy Peterson, who's the managing director of Burson Cone Wolf Sports Practice. He's on the phone with us from Lausanne, Switzerland, where he's talking about the survey that uh, BCW has just done about the uh, impact of the corona medical crisis on the sports uh, uh, cities hosting sports events. It is, as you say, perhaps too close to the fire right now. A very difficult time to uh, make any definite conclusions about the market, the appetite for for bidding for sports events uh, right now. But I, I guess it it, it, it's it's not really a, possible for any major federation right now. I would say to go out and bid for, seek bids for uh, an international sports event. Uh, is that fair to say the market is uh, pretty much uh, gone away right now, or is there? Yeah. Is there an interest in in a? Is this not a good time to? Uh, call for bids for a world championship or a, a big multi-sport event. No, that's not, it's not appropriate time to do that. And it's impossible for any potential city to go out and say, today, we want a major event next year. It's almost like, on which planet do you live? However, having said that, quite because of all the changes, when you move the, the biggest events like the Olympic Games one year, and in addition to that, you move the European Football Championship a, a year. You the whole calendar is upside down, and it also creates space. It doesn't. It it creates a quite crowded event marketplace after the Olympics, but it create it create quite some space before. So, with a little maybe more cynical view, cities should also be thinking now, uh, but not communicate about it, but be thinking about the, the opportunities on a, on a hosting level that this situation provides for doing something, I'm saying, by the end of this year and by first half of next year. Uh, what, what do you think has to happen on the medical front, the scientific front, um, for the marketplace to, to open again for for sports, uh, for cities to bid for sports events, what kind of assurances, what kind of uh, guarantees do they need from the scientific community um, about the, uh, the, the the safety of, of holding large gatherings? Well, it's hard to say, you know, I, I think, I mean, I'm not, of course not an expert at all in any medical questions, but I guess it's one of those medical crises. It will not it will not end at a certain day and saying, now, last day of September, it's over. From October 1st, we're all fine. It will, there will be cases, there will be talks for the rest of the year, probably moving into next year as well. It's a matter of when it turns and that cities and sports federations are somehow allowed to talk about their normal business. Uh, I think that during the next, this uh, quarter, April, May, June, nothing will happen. You, It's like you see major brands have stopped 100% advertising because it's it doesn't make sense and it's somehow not appropriate. I think it's a little the same. We will see 
but in the in the event uh, host host event market, that in the, this quarter, April, May, June, you will see no moves at all. Uh, but that does not mean that, as I said before, those cities should not start thinking, planning, and strategizing about what are post the crisis the new opportunities for us. You you mentioned the the the, the, the sports calendar, uh, and it is a was a very crowded crowded calendar until it all got torn up and shredded uh, in this uh, corona crisis here. Is there any chance that when things begin returning to normal, the calendar won't be the same house of cards, that the that, that sport won't build the same um, shaky house of cards that could collapse with just a just a push from a crisis like like Corona, might there be fewer sports events on the calendar as a result of this crisis? Yeah, it's a, it's a very good question. Then, I mean, for the last ten years, I have heard the talks that there are too many events and it's too crowded. And while I have heard that, I've seen every year new events being added. <laughs> uh, the, but the market is big, and the reason why the market has been able to cope with all new all these new events is that it has expanded geographically enormously. I mean, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, all major events were organized in Europe and North America, with a few ones in Australia and a few ones maybe in Japan or in China. Now, it's, it, events are organized all over the world. There's a lot of new destinations coming up, and we still haven't really seen yet moving uh, strongly or South America. So I think, I don't see that the outcome of this crisis would be that anyone will say, now we will organize fewer events. Whether they should do it, maybe, uh, I, it's hard to say, but I I'm not don't see it happening because when this gets back to normal, there are new regions popping up that would be that has appetites to host events. I, I mentioned Africa, uh, South America, outside Brazil. Uh, there's uh, regions like Central Asia, all the stand states that that still uh, that could still move forward. There's the whole Southeast Asia, like Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore, Philippines. There's a lot of uh, of new places uh, coming up. Uh, so I don't really, I think it will be very crowded, continue to be crowded, but I'm not sure that that there'll be an, a big interest in actually starting to reduce the number of events. We're talking with Lars Hoy-Peterson on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. He's managing director of Burson Cohn-Wolf in Lausanne, Switzerland. In addition to the to the medical issues that everybody is facing today, um, what about the economic uh, situation the world is, is is facing? To what degree will a per- perhaps recession or even some say a depression possibly have on the the market for sports events? Uh, we 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 know we have a medical crisis, but. If you follow the markets, if you follow economics, we also have a, it seems, a, a growing economic crisis on our hands to deal with as well. Yeah, 
uh, for sure it will have an impact. It, it's like it will impact everything. Uh, I still think that that while it, I, I would see the impact more on the on the on the commercial side of sport, where many sports organizations will face problems getting money from 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 private sponsors because they they will simply not be able to spend. Uh, I I could foresee big problems there, and I could even I would even think that some of the current established contracts, some of the brands will try to get out of them. Uh, on, on the host city side, the financing mainly comes from public money, public sector, taxpayers' money, and that that I think will vary a lot. Some will, as I said, go the, down the negative route, saying. We are spending so much money in trying to fund it back on track. We have not spent on, on more like fun-related things like sports events, where others will say maybe this is now the time for us to invest in this in order to try to bring back uh, more power into our economy and to position our place as a new, maybe safe, uh, health-wise place in the world in this post-corona era. So. You would you could see both ways, but I think overall, when this lands, the whole city market will be influenced, but not as much as the money coming from private sector. That I think could be very problematic for many sports organizations. The the postponement of the Tokyo Olympics um, is going to be a massive exercise in logistics and. Uh, other 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 things that are going to come into play as they as they move this move the event from this year to next year. Um, what do you think is going to be the impact of, uh, of of what happens in Tokyo on future cities being interested in bidding for the Olympic Games? Yeah, I I think first I think that you know to postpone the, the Olympic Games a year. Of course, it's a it's a it's a headache for everybody, but I don't think it's that. I mean, it's such a bit too fresh, difficult. You know, the IOC and the Japanese organizers are very very experienced in this, and it's a big machine. It has to be everything postponed, a lot of adjustment. But from an organizational and logistical point of view, I think it would be all fine. Where I think a really lot is is at stake here is. Those games in Tokyo, they need to be a huge success. If, if, if they are not a success on all accounts, it will feed the negative narrative for many other potential host, event hosts saying, no, it's too risky health-wise, it's not the right thing to spend money on events, or that if they are successful and really will become this worldwide coming together, getting out of the crisis. Now let's move forward. The, the sport is resilient. Sport is the thing that unite people. Those are the games that would make us move into the future. If the Tokyo Games will have that impact, then it would be a major boost for all the other smaller, still important world championships events. And for them to find host cities that are willing to invest in this. So it's a lot of 
pressure, I would say, on the IOC and the Tokyo organizers. Yeah, I was going to say, not a lot of pressure there for Tokyo and the IOC to deliver. This is, this is their moment. This is their chance to show the world on behalf of all the other events organizers, all the other host cities, that sport can really do something. And if they succeed in that, they have, they have done a huge favor to all the other sports and the other, the other international federations and their future host cities. Uh, finally, just, just some thoughts on the, the amazing and sudden absence of sport as we know it, commercial sport as we know it, in the lives of people around the world, whether it's rugby league in Australia, whether it's football in Europe, whether it was basketball, the NBA in the United States, there's nothing, zero, for people to watch, for people to follow. What kind of world is it? What do you think lesson the lesson might be or something that the world takes away from this yeah. from this sudden sudden famine in in being able to see live yeah. sport? It's a very good question, Ed. And I, I have been thinking about it, but due to my own weekly schedule, where now it's Thursday, I would start to warm up for the soccer football matches that I'm following uh, in the German League, in the English Premier League, and tomorrow, Friday, I'll be more excited, and Saturday, I'm all switched on. Now, I don't even look forward to the weekend. You know? So, I think one thing, one lesson is that, and again, I, I, it's hard to say, but it doesn't, it doesn't appear that all the time we, sports fans, used, used to spend on sport, that we have moved it to something else. It has Maybe there's a little more gaming, there's a little more e-sport, but it's not, hasn't changed the world. We're just not doing as much as we did before. So it shows that how important sport is and the huge gap it leaves behind when there's no sport. It's just, it's just painful. And we're just waiting for it to get back. Sport, we are in the sports industry. We like sport. We, we, we love sport. But I, I, I often claim when I talk to, to uh, city councils and when, they, when I say maybe you should do some sports events, and then they say, yeah, but what about some cultural events? I said, sure. But, you know, sport is when you want to reach out worldwide, east and west, north and south, gender-wise, social grouping, rich people, not rich people, it touches everyone. And now it's just not there. So let's just hope it comes back soon. We do too. Lars Hoy Peterson, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, always happy to talk to one of the wise men in Lausanne, I will say. Thank you very much, Ed. That's kind of you. <laughs> Lars Hoy Peterson is managing director of Burson Cohn Wolf Sports Practice based in Lausanne, Switzerland. We've been talking about the survey just conducted by his agency of host cities and their attitudes about going for new business for host, hosting sports events in the wake of the coronavirus medical crisis. And thank you for joining us on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. I'm your host, Ed Hula. For more than 25 years, your best source of news about the Olympics is AroundTheRings.com.